0: How's it going everybody? Danny here from the Board and Browsing Podcast. Just want to give a little heads up about this episode. So this was actually recorded on March 14th, the year 2020, you know, so aliens can track this if that ever becomes a issue we need to worry about. Um, but because it was put out so late, considering when it was recorded, uh, some of the news that we actually talked about is no longer that relevant so just for warning um some of the stuff that we do talk about is a little outdated uh, regardless this episode was really really fun to record because we were actually drinking a lot during it so if that sounds like something you're interested in uh listening to sit back relax and enjoy and thanks so much for sticking with us during the delay
1: When you meet someone or you're meeting up with someone, like, don't shake hands, uh, either fist bump or full on the mouth kiss. Those are like the the safer options, hands are pretty gross. Alright, I'm
2: gonna sell y'all on Jaboy Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, he was really cool,
0: turned water into wine, hot body. And I never heard a sound like that before in my life.
1: Can I take a guess at what it was? Yes. Ah!
0: No, it was just like an echoing in the ears. Alright, let's try again. Oh. There you go. You oh, got, yeah, it. got
1: it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Force okay. Awakens was trash. It was a New Hope reskinned. Samson, I don't want to call you out here, but this is definitely like the fourth different opinion on <laughs> The Last Jedi that I've heard you say since it came out. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. We're going right. to pound town, we're going to pound town, and we're moving, and we're moving around. around. Sugar, Sugar, we're going, going pound swinging. Swingin'.
0: Swingin'. I said pound swinging. Pound swinging, swing, pound. It's like you're swinging around pound cake. All right, three, three two, one.
1: one. Happy birthday, Danny! Oh,
0: thank you, thank you. Uh, welcome to the Board and Browsing Podcast. My name is Danny. I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Samson and Sean. Hello. And Samson's here too. He's hiding, I suppose. He doesn't really want to talk. We're gonna have to bring it out of him. We're gonna have to bring out the vocal track for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do to make Samson talk today? Oh, okay, no, I thought... Cats it was... is a masterpiece film. I've never seen anything better.
1: Oh, well, I think Cats is big ol' stinky poo-poo. And, if I, and unless anyone disagrees with me, I'm going to continue thinking that. But if someone says, I saw Cats in theaters and I think it's good, maybe then I'll change my mind.
2: Sean, I hope you get beaten to death in a random act of violence. Oh
1: my god, there, there he is! is. He's
0: back. <laughs> so, uh, this is a two-pronged episode as to why we are drinking right now. Number one, my birthday's coming up, so Woo-hoo. we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a little fun episode that way. The second is that it's St. Paddy's Day coming up, know, and that's the best time to be drinking, even if you're not Irish.
2: Guys, I just took a sip of this rich, buttery Franzia, and it... It's got a
0: taste. What's everyone's drink of choice today?
1: Um, I've got a black cherry white claw right now. That's that's for number 1.
0: Uh, I've got a Four Loco hard seltzer black cherry because Four Loco makes a hard seltzer and it's 12% and it's honestly not that bad.
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm drinking Franzia Chardonnay. It's a bold blend and it says rich and buttery on the side. Yeah. Uh, it's oaky.
1: Oh. and buttery i, I love. can't
2: get the taste out of my mouth
1: i love when my wine tastes like a tree that's what i'm looking for i think
2: i can only handle like one glass of this <laughs> like right now oh. <laughs> that
0: <laughs> hey, that would check out
1: it.
0: yeah all right so why don't we uh why don't we dive straight into some news i just want to give a little heads up like this is recorded during the coronavirus pandemic we're gonna try not to talk about it much but just stay safe guys like try and stay indoors, watch a bunch of stuff. We're gonna try and provide some recommendations so you don't really have to leave the house.
1: Yeah, like, you know, for instance, it's just a common thing when you meet someone or you're meeting up with someone, like don't shake hands, uh, either fist bump or full on the mouth kiss. Those are like <laughs> the, the safer options. Hands are pretty gross. So stick to one of those two. Yeah, saliva, safe. It's sanitary. It's like a dog's mouth is the cleanest place on earth and yeah. humans are a close second.
0: I've heard that blood oaths, like, you do, like, the cut your hand with the knife and mm. then shake that to make a blood pact would be pretty safe, too. Oh, that
1: actually, that, like, negates... Yeah, that's what okay, I heard. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: heard, I heard that uh, using your own blood negates the fact that you might get corona. Wow. Yeah. The
1: human body is is really a marvel.
0: Did you know it has 206 bones? But if you and I were hanging out, it would have 207. It would still have 206. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to me. I'm the big old 23. Um, so I thought you were turning 21. No, no, 23. Oh. I So 23 is actually my favorite number. Uh, my favorite number of all time now is 323. And it's because 32, 33, and 23 are my fe- My three favorite numbers. So it kind of combines all three of them in there. And it's just all, all the world I love. I'm going to be real. Twenty three is a bad number, Danny. Ooh, oh we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a talk. I, I have something for uh why should you care this week that I wanna bring up about twenty three and we're gonna we're gonna we'll talk then. Okay. It's but, a prime
2: number. Prime numbers are bad, Danny.
0: <laughs> but uh, let's dive let's dive into some news this week. So the only thing I'm talking about in terms of corona is that E three was cancelled, and I think this is a pretty big one just based on our discussion last week of um like video game movies and that types of stuff. Mm -hmm. E3, for those who don't know, is like a huge conference where all the biggest developers come out and kind of show off what's going on in the year. So you get a really good idea of the content that they're going to be putting out, what sort of to look forward to. And I think the interesting part about this is that you can switch this to online and there's essentially no major difference except for the fact people can't really play it in the moment. So, like, yeah. they could do the whole online show from their own areas and show off what games are coming out, regardless of whether or not there's people in the audience. So, I'm I'm curious to see what they do in replacement of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, functionally, it changes nothing, because I never go to E3 or PAX or any of the big game conferences, and if I do, like, interact with them in any way, it's just watching a stream. And so, I'll just be doing that anyway, so... It's. I mean, it definitely. It sucks for the people who had made the plans and who were going out, and it sucks for a lot of like the the vendors and stuff who aren't going to be able to to sell stuff. Because I know that a big part of uh, these conferences is people like selling their their like video game related wares yeah. as well, like you know art and other products like that, cosplay stuff. And so it's definitely it sucks for those people. Um, but for for me, not much is going to change.
0: Yeah, that's true. I like. I actually went to PAX East back in my freshman no 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 my senior year of high school uh with a couple friends at the time and it was a fantastic experience i highly recommend if you are interested in like video games or that type of stuff to go check out one of those conferences when yeah. you get the chance cuz like it was so much fun the lines really suck but walking around the area playing a bunch of different games they have tons of tournaments going on like there's just so many people you can interact with a lot more people should bathe but
1: <laughs> controversial opinion i got right now yeah i actually love waiting in lines
0: Really? Especially at theme parks. That is like one of my number one pet peeves, is just waiting. I hate waiting more than anything. Not if you have some fun games to play. Yeah, like tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Do you do that like in the air or with like vape clouds? Like what what works there? Please, I'm not a vape master. I can't do that
1: with vape clouds. My <laughs> lungs are also clean because I'm straight edge. But no, you just you just uh, play on your, your arm. Yeah. And have you, have, you, have you ever played
0: Poke the Bear? I don't think I've ever heard of Poke the Bear. Yeah,
2: why don't you... I mean,
1: I know what you're talking about, Samson, but why
2: don't you give us a description? It's where you find the biggest, hairiest man you can and you just poke him repeatedly. It only works if it's a stranger, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the difficult part of it, that sometimes when I'm hanging out with, with you, Samson, I can't play it because you're the biggest, hairiest man. Yeah, that's true. 5'8", um, 140. Well, it's Big
0: mostly the hair that dude. pushes
2: you over the limit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. You
0: did have a really solid beard going on for a while. Yeah, I did have a
2: giant, I had a Kratos
0: beard. And you yeah. got the,
2: you had a Boy. Boy. <laughs> that's boat talk. <laughs> Boy, come stroke this long, luscious beard. Oh my <laughs>
1: if, if I had a nickel for every time I was trying to talk to Samson, he told me boy, that is boat talk. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't talk to Samson for a while while he was playing God of
0: War. I I would imagine why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm I, I really like video game conferences so i think definitely check it out especially if they are doing the live stream please go support that because i'm sure it's really tough on everybody but i'm also excited to see what they've got coming up this year because our my biggest excitement is animal crossing and that's just coming out in the next week so i don't know what else to look forward to after that i want i was
2: really hoping for um a god of war 2 announcement. you mean five yeah i mean like well the last one was called you mean just god five? of war sean
1: well, people refer to it as God of War 4 sometimes. Okay, Sean.
0: I played Gears of War.
1: Years of War, yeah. I've played a lot of Gears of War in my day. Not none of it when it came out. It was just because it's all on Game Pass on the Xbox. Mm. Um, yeah. And they're fine. I, you know, it's a cool world. I'll give them that. They got yeah. they got a cool world. The gameplay is just pretty average, in my opinion.
2: I just like I just don't have enough time to play games as much as I used to. So I really just stick to dating Sims now. <laughs>
0: What's your favorite? Yeah, please dating go on. Yeah. yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> We're not dating? I you just
1: say that.
2: Um, well, I let um, Danny play all of Persona Five for me, except for the dating parts. I went on all the dates. And oh. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There's a reason I had no dates at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is talking about real life but <laughs> there was nothing no, 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 else on Let's let
1: that stew for a little while. Let's <laughs> let that
0: marry I, I honestly, Persona 5 was probably my favorite game that I played this year. Uh, I picked it up in June of 2019. And then I played it until like September of 2019. And it said, according to PlayStation, like they send out statistics about how much you've been playing. It said I played like 162 hours over the course of those few months, which is equivalent to like 24 hours a week about um so i'm i'm proud of that i beat the game like (laughs) once and a half uh persona 5 royal is actually coming out pretty soon i'm waiting for it to go on discount
1: (laughs) i'm
0: waiting for it to go on uh, on sale before i buy it but then again if i'm trapped at home i might as well pick up persona 5 royal sooner remember royals remember lord i do remember lord she is a 40 year old geologist going to be real. I don't get the references. That's the, That's South, South Park. Park. Yes. Yeah, South Park. Cause, oh,
1: because yeah, Randy Marsh. Yeah, is Randy. Yep, it's yeah. Coming together.
0: It's coming together. All right. Together. <laughs> uh, next bit of information is Jack Gleason, the actor who played King Joffrey in Game of Thrones, is coming back to acting. So actually, when he was done playing his reign as Joffrey, he was getting a lot of hate. Like people were just completely shitting on him in person, online. They hated him because of the role he portrayed.
3: What? Yeah, no. Yeah. He was
0: he was getting so much negative feedback that he quit acting, became like a priest for a bit, and now he's coming back to acting.
1: Okay, well, I w- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that story just got way weirder to me when you're like, and then he became a priest for a little while. Yeah, he
0: went super religious. But
1: no, people are terrible. I mean, it's the whole thing with like, um, oh, what's the second Star Wars sequel called? Oh, uh, uh, the Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi. Poor Rose. I don't remember the actress's name. But no matter how badly you feel about a character, the actor didn't write the script. Yeah. The actor didn't come up with those lines. The actor was instructed by a director and was saying the words that were on a script. People, like, sent her hate mail. She, like, it was, it was terrible. She had a really hard time with it. And it just, I, I don't understand how people can't separate, like, it's, it's, hate on hate on Rain Wilson yeah. if you have to. Yeah. Or like the writers, but don't hate on the actor. You know they're just trying to make a paycheck like
0: Rain,
2: everybody else. Rain, Rain Wilson. No, Rain is Wilson's the
0: guy who played Dwight. Dwight from the Office. Rain. And whatever.
2: Mean,
1: Johnson.
0: Ryan right. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Stupid name. I already forgot. I that.
2: thought that was the most well-written Star Wars movie to come out. with uh, numbered Star Wars movie to come out within like the last ten years. Really. I really liked it. I thought. Um, oh, what was what was Episode Seven called? Uh,
0: Return of the Jedi.
2: Was Rise garbage. of the Jedi? Uh, the Force
1: Awakens.
0: Yeah. The Force Awakens. Force
1: Awakens was trash. It was a New Hope reskinned. Simpson, Samson, I don't want to call you out here, but this is definitely like the fourth different opinion on <laughs> The Last Jedi that I've heard you say since it came out. No, I, I stuck heard my you, guns I on that one. I heard you trash that movie. I've definitely heard you trash that movie. Well, you can trash no, a I movie
0: like and I, still think it's
2: well-written. I said we had a friend, we, we left... You might be confused that we left the movie and we were driving back home with one of our friends. Yeah. And one of our friends said, after uh, Return of the Jedi, is that what it is? What, what, the Return? Last Jedi. The Last Jedi? i <laughs> Excuse me now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. All we know is there's a uh, lot of Jedis and a lot of s- yeah. Yeah. lightsaber um, Skywalkers.
2: The Last Jedi, um, we, we left the movie theater and we're driving back home and one of our friends turns to us and goes, I think that might have been the best Star Wars movie I have ever seen. You see,
1: maybe that's why I'm confused because I'm pretty sure that you convinced him it wasn't.
2: <laughs> I I did. I mean, like, it's not the best Star Wars movie to ever come out. I also wouldn't. My also, I, I also was like, maybe you take more than like, thirty minutes after you saw the movie to it'd make definitely that, unfair. um, statement. But I I really I I really liked it. I thought it like actually tried to do something different, and I really respected it. Um. I just like, I get frustrated. I didn't even see Rise of Skywalker. It's the first movie, uh, Star Wars movie, I haven't seen in theater since Return of the Sith.
0: I haven't seen it either.
2: I just like, I was so mad about about the, 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 how, I was so frustrated with how fans just
1: didn't like something new. Well, you know, ultimately people just didn't care about the Rise of Skywalker, because I mean, haven't heard hate about it, haven't heard praise about it. Yeah. I watched it, it was fine.
0: Here's what I want to say about the older trilogy, because I really liked the character Finn after the first movie. I thought he was the best character that they had coming out of this trilogy, at least out of the first one. And he definitely seemed like the one they could play around the most with. Right. You have a stormtrooper who goes against the brainwashing, doesn't know his place in the universe, has potential to be a force user. He is the most unique character that we've seen in Star Wars in a very long time. And then what they do in The, the uh, Last Jedi is they turn him into a standard rebel troop and they pair him with Rose and he goes on this mission that doesn't even matter. And my biggest complaint about the entire trilogy is that they didn't push what they had with Finn. Because if you had really like gone headfirst into that storyline with Finn and you really tried to make him understanding the Force and then going back and forth between whether or not he should be on either side, like that could have been a really, really interesting storyline and they just didn't do anything with it.
1: Well... That suggests that they did anything with any storyline.
0: That's fair. <laughs> which they didn't.
1: But I, you, I think you have a really good point. It just there's so much lost potential in those yeah. three movies. Like for instance, I would even be fine. Uh, well, this is when we finally find out who Ray's parents are. Um, th- that that could have been like it, even though I don't think it's particularly a great choice of how they decide to end up like whose Ray's family is. But if they had just planned it out, it could have been good, but it very clearly was not a part of the first two movies. Yeah. There's nothing in the first two movies, even a hint of it to suggest that. And I know a similar thing happened with the original trilogy where like George Lucas had not written the whole thing. And so that's kind of a little bit why you get like the, the brother-sister kiss and all that. But even then, like at least, you know, Obi-Wan is intentionally vague about like Luke's father. Yeah. There just wasn't any of that. In. There's a
0: purpose to it. Yeah, he he doesn't want Luke to realize that some good people can go to the dark side. He wants him to stay true and pure, and like that's a good lesson for people to have right now. And with Ray's parents, he's just like everybody's like, well, I don't know, <laughs> until the
1: very end where the person goes, it was me the whole time.
0: I uh, this is why I'm not very excited to watch this Star Wars movie, but it's actually coming out pretty soon, so I'm gonna oh, Disney Plus. Uh, I don't know if it's Disney plus. I just know that they're earlier releasing it on digital. So I'm definitely going to check it out yeah. very soon. Yeah, I like to wait until the movies come out on digital just so e- either I'm going to buy it or I'm going to stream it, but that way it's getting my support. So,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. I like, I had such high hopes coming into the last Jedi cause I really enjoyed the force awakens mostly because of Finn. I oh. thought Ray was like, she's fine. She's a standard protagonist, but Finn was the one who I was like, let's see what they do. And I hated Rose rose was my least favorite character in the the eighth one i wouldn't have sent her like terrible fan mail i wouldn't have shit on the person but i thought the character was useless didn't need to be there and just kind of was a plot point that was non-existent for the most part i don't know maybe she changes in the ninth one and i'll have a different opinion Uh, when i watch it really she's not oh thank god all right i'm okay with that but yeah, going back to Joffrey, I don't understand how they can send oh, yeah, hate mail. <laughs> like hate mail. That, that's just dumb. It, you need to separate the stuff. And this is, was a kid. He was young. Yeah, He had a lot of potential because I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad that this deterred him from acting for a bit.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's honestly been a character I've hated more than him. And so he did, so, I mean, which I think is a credit to his acting ability. And yeah. for a different reason than people hate like... Uh, uh, like Rose, for instance, where it's like, oh, this is because this character doesn't make sense, yada yada. But for Joffrey, it's like, this is all in line with his character and it's because he's acting like such a piece of human garbage that you simply can't stand him. So yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, it's a credit to his acting ability, but it- it's definitely a shame that people just, they can't make the separation.
0: I don't know why. It's, it's a credit not only to his acting ability, but to the writing and directing of that few seasons of game of thrones because when game of thrones was using the source material from george rr martin it was beautiful that was some of the best television that anyone's seen in the last two decades maybe like it is it is honestly incredible and and highly recommend checking out game of thrones avoid season eight unless you really (laughs) want to see what happens but oh my god they shit the bed so hard i'm still i'm still butthurt about that
2: I, I, I'm even reluctant to call it a good show at this point just because the last two seasons were so atrocious.
0: Season 7 wasn't bad. It was, you think it was bad? It was really bad. I thought season 7 was fine. What, what about think, season 7 did you think it was really bad?
2: Um, like, the fact that they, like, barely escaped deus ex machina at every single point. Like, when there there's a point where they get stranded on an island, surrounded by ice zombies, and um, they're like, oh, remember when we established... In the episode before, they establish in one line that one of the dudes that's going on this trip is a really fast runner. Seven seasons deep, and they're like, oh, Gendry, do you run? And He's like, oh, yeah, I'm real fast. And then that's the end of the conversation. Then the next episode, he has to make a three-day trip running, and he does it in, like, A matter of like two hours yeah and somehow runs through all of the zombies like none of it makes sense seven season seven just doesn't make sense either but like people give it more of a pass because it's not as atrocious as eight like it's just like the show is pretty bad after like season four like i would say there's some really horrible dialogue like oh my god like when bronze in the prison in in the prison uh with the the sand snakes in the yeah yeah What what is that, like, it's the cringiest line I've ever heard. It's like, oh, you want the bad girl what you want the good pussy is, I think, the line. It is, it's like, what? What? Who is writing this? It's clearly like a 50-year-old white guy in a room and like, oh, good one, good one. (laughs) So
0: I actually did a lot of research into the, like, the Game of Thrones production and writing after season eight because I was furious with it. I thought it was absolute excuse me there's gonna be a lot of burping so i apologize if i burp um i, I thought it was absolutely terrible and i was extremely disappointed um so when dnd they avoided uh, this is a uh, david benoff and what are their names i don't know <laughs> we, we'll, we'll call them D. it's, it's like the david guys david, david. they wrote almost all of game of thrones the television show so when these two aired season eight and they were getting so much negative feedback from it uh they didn't realize they were going to get as much negative feedback and we're just like, oh my God, what's going on? Why why are people like hating on this? So they avoided not only going to Comic-Con and other press conferences, they just avoided the media in general. So people were furious and st- like steaming about season eight and they weren't going anywhere to perform crisis communications and kind of get on top of this so when they finally did start talking about it a lot of people were just quoting every single little thing they said and one of the biggest things they were saying is that the two of them wrote it and they finally brought in like two other people later on into the process but they didn't want to give up the writing control even though they already had a lot on their plate. So they were the ones who were responsible for every single thing that went wrong in Game of Thrones because they refused to give up control of it.
1: Yeah.
2: So, question for you guys, do you do you really think it like the quality only starts to dip around season 8? Like what for you guys, where does it start to
0: You notice it in like season five and six, and that's because they're running out of source material. So everything up to that point was George R.R. Martin. I think the biggest sign of the material starting to dip is through Tyrion Lannister's dialogue. Yeah. Because he is an incredibly witty, incredibly talented actor, and also a very talented character. Like Tyrion is by far the most strategic and planning out of the characters I can think of. And you can definitely see how he's starting to lose his edge as time goes on. And his dialogue is a great reflection of that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'd say for the most part, it really lost itself coming into season seven. But season seven had a lot of high peaks as well. Like the entire scene where all of the characters are meeting for the first time. There was a lot yeah. of interactions with different worlds colliding, which I think brought up the quality of the season.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I'll be real, like... I hear a lot of people be like, oh, season two better than season one, season three best, season four worse than season five, season five and six worse than the other two. In my mind, this might be because I binged it all, I can literally not tell you the difference between seasons like one to six. I have no idea where those breakpoints are. I don't know where the difference is. And so in my mind, those are relatively identical seasons with perhaps more of a rise in the middle in terms of quality. Because mm-hmm. I'll definitely say like season one uh, it was definitely testing the waters a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty slow. It's it's, like it's it's pretty good. it's it's yeah. uh I, the slowness is even a problem for me. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, but I will never ever complain about a movie or a show taking its time. I just love it. I give it to me. I just want as much content as I can have. But there was def- you know um, I think it's an HBO thing. I've heard that a lot of shows on HBO have like way more sex and violence in the mm-hmm. first season. Because that, like, they think will help hook people. Oh, absolutely. So there's a lot more graphic stuff in season one, which once I thought about it like that and that it wasn't it just there to get people's attention, that soured me on just a little bit because I'm like, well, you know, don't take away from the story ever. But I, I don't think it did take away from the story. I'm just sort of rambling now, but uh, season one definitely was still finding its footing a little bit. I don't think I really noticed anything until season seven. And even season seven I thought was visually pretty good. A big part of the, my issue with season eight I don't even hate Season 8 that much. Uh, I just wasn't great to look at for the most part. There was a lot of Season 8. I mean, we can all talk about the battle uh, for Winterfell. That was awful. That That was was so dark. Hard to look at.
2: I I didn't even think visually it was that bad. I just thought it was like... I thought some of the fight choreo was really bad. Like, I thought that the writing was bad. Like, just... I don't know. And compare it to Battle of the Bastards battle of the bastards was so good which
1: has like the deus ex machina yes of, yeah. of uh, the veil coming in at the end yeah but i don't know if i've seen a better like on-screen portrayal of what you know medieval warfare was probably like other than that first like 30 seconds when you know john is just running and again the arrow thing kind of stupid where for oh whatever of course even the kid's just running in a straight line and Somehow, Ramsey is able to make this incredible shot. Rickon, you
0: need to fucking zigzag. This is not how running should work.
1: Yeah, and insta-killed by one arrow. Hit his spine directly, of course. But, um... Like, those first 30 seconds when the armies smash into each other and John is just wandering around as, like, horses get decapitated and, like, everything's just, like... Getting covered in arrows—that I was just like, this is insane. When he's is really good. Yeah, I was gonna it say when he's in that
0: much. pile of like yeah. bodies, like not even dead or alive. It's just he's tr- surrounded by bodies and he's struggling to even breathe and get out from under them. That was fucking incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, I and see, this is the thing. I feel like the first se- four seasons are like pretty sound in terms of just like pretty solid dialogue, pretty good story, and then like, uh, I, I feel like starting around season five, they start to like. It's not even just the the quality of the arcs. It's it's dialogue. Like you were bringing up Tyrion like Varys becomes stupid like oh
0: one second. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even think about Varys. Oh my god. Yeah I uh, just want to give a little heads up as to why we had to do a little cut uh, Sh- Samson just got an email about uh, whether or not he would have to be in work So we were just taking a very quick break We're just gonna do our final thoughts on Game of Thrones and just kind of wrap it up and move from there But yeah, who wants to go first on this?
1: I'll go first hell yeah um yeah honestly I didn't I, I don't feel super negatively I don't hate season eight as much as everybody else but I definitely think it is the weakest of all the seasons uh, one thing that annoyed me is when people got really angry about the coffee cup and the <laughs> water bottle because uh, yes it means that they were rushing a little bit but that those mistakes happen all the time it like not not all the time necessarily but those are the amount of people who are in charge of catching things like that is enormous. So when people point at it as like a C D and D did a bad job with season eight, that is ridiculous. Like if anything, it just like blame them for trying to accelerate the timeline, which probably yeah. meant that people had to work faster. But like that is just a regular person's job that they probably were just having a bad day and didn't notice a mm-hmm. water bottle under a chair. Like here.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Here's my final thoughts on Game of Thrones. I love the series. I will highly recommend it. I 100% blame d d for everything that went wrong towards the end because <laughs> of the fact that I don't blame the actors, I don't blame the crew, I don't blame the staff that worked on it. I know that the only reason they shortened season seven and eight and ended it there was because DD wanted to go work on Star Wars yep. and they demanded <laughs> from HBO that they would happen. HBO was more than willing and George R.R. Martin were more than willing to say, hey, we want 10 seasons with 10 episodes each. We will hold off until you are done with your projects. And wait for you to come back. And they were just like, no, we want to finish it now. We just want to go on with there. And that is a very selfish way to look at it. And it clearly shows how much they had to rush for the last two seasons because of that. So I 100% blame them. And I think everything that went wrong towards the end is their fault for not willing to hold back. And because of how bad their writing was, they got kicked off of the Star Wars movies they were going to work on. So I, I think they 100% deserve the karma coming towards them. And I think Game of Thrones went to the shitter towards the end because of them. Yeah.
2: My favorite thing is that they, they, were, they were supposed to be making their passion project for HBO Next, which was an alternate history show where the Confederacy won the Civil War. Oh,
1: that's their passion project? I'm
2: going to call it their passion project because I hate them uh-huh. most. <laughs> But that was their next show. They were going to do that show for HBO, which sounds incredibly <laughs> distasteful and useless, and I don't know why they would do that. Um, but, for uh, Southern
1: pride,
0: Samson. <laughs> like, <laughs> the I don't, War of Northern It just sounds
2: like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're,
0: we're in the Confederacy now, it, boys. It was
2: about states' rights. Yeah. Yeah. You know what everybody was asking for right now? was a slave drama in modern times. Everyone wanted to see that tasteful passion project. It is
1: funny you say that, though, because there is that, um, that new Jordan Peele movie coming out, which has something to do with that. Oh, Candyman? That is, that's like, he's... No, 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 he's, no, not Candyman. I think
2: he's only executive producing it, Sean. Antebellum, oh. You're talking
0: about Antebellum, right? Sean's just give me a look. Are you? Are you yes. That's s- what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Okay. Oh,
2: <laughs> the nose thing. Uh, Samson,
1: oh. while he said that, pushed a pair of fake glasses up his face. Uh, so. Yeah.
2: John looks pretty upset. I think we might need to call the ambulance.
0: No, you don't.
1: Don't call it.
0: That's fair uh yeah so moving on uh, i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for soul pixar's new movie but it looks really good i'm
1: really into it
0: uh i mean i think honestly pixar makes some of the best trailers because they convinced me to go watch their movies afterwards but their movies aren't always up to that level like i heard onward which was the most recent one wasn't that great Mm -hmm. but it had a lot of moments it just tried a little too hard to make you love a pair of pants yeah Um, But this movie looks super duper interesting. It's basically uh, Jamie Foxx is playing a um, music teacher who finally gets his big break both in school and then also as a like musician. So he's super excited and he dies and his soul kind of goes to the afterlife where they learn that souls um, either immediately go into reborn or they just kind of hang around. And he just he kind of goes off the path and it's just his journey trying to get back to his body and prove that he's not dead.
1: Interesting. So it's like a Weekend at Bernie's except with a ghost. Yeah.
0: Kind of, yeah. Except it takes the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie follows Jamie Foxx's soul. And I think Tina Fey, who voices like a new baby soul, who's ready to be reborn but doesn't want to go to Earth for X amount of and reasons.
2: Joe's in that too, right?
0: Joe. Joe Mama. <laughs> oh, damn. <daddy. laughs> you <Yep.
1: laughs> fucking walked right into
0: it. Oh, I walked right into that.
1: Someone very clearly doesn't work with children. <laughs> you're right.
0: I actually I used to work with children a lot because I was a ski instructor for 4 to 6 year olds. Those kids say the most bizarre things. A lot of them called me Jesus one time. Oh. Yeah, it was super weird. And then I remember very distinctly. Did you start a cult? No, I didn't. You I sure? wish I w- if sure I started was. a cult, I would have pitched it to you by now. Fair. That would have been
1: a why why should I care? Right, the, so cult? the Rothenberg Cult. <laughs>
0: Um,
2: I oh work goodness. with I work with preschoolers, and you would be surprised how much, as a male staff worker, you get called daddy. Like a, um, lot. Yeah. a lot. of People get very confused. And I, I see how you get called Jesus too. You you just give up. <laughs> I savior give up a radiant life. vibe. Yeah. You're a Savior.
0: Um, no, no. I the best story I have from these kids. I remember we went to a lodge, and it was really like warm on the inside and super cold on the outside. So the window was foggy. Right? Like a burrito. Kind of. Um, and I'm with a bunch of these kids and one of them starts licking the window, trying to get rid of the fog and it's on the outside of the fog. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, there's a lot of space here. I got to clear it. And I'm just like, why are you licking the window to clear? He's like, how else do you clear messes? Yeah,
1: that is hilarious, but this isn't even good. But, uh, I just was thought I had, I thought of, uh, fogs on the outside, always licking in (laughs) Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's so bad
0: wow
1: how else are you supposed to clean up messy things
0: the other greatest story I have is a kid asked me how old I was and uh, I was like how old do you think I am and he said 40 and I was like well why do you think I'm 40 he's like well my mom's 30 and you're like a foot taller than her Uh and I couldn't argue with that logic
1: yeah that's rock solid Yeah, that's why I'm 92 (laughs)
0: Because you're 9 foot 12, yep. which would just be 10 feet. <laughs> yep.
1: And Samson is two years old because he's only two
0: feet tall. Yeah, but don't forget, he's stocky. Stop. No, he,
2: Danny, he needs to stop.
0: He's stocky like a, a can of Campbell's soup.
2: Oh, God, this is going to be. Guys, i are going to quit the
0: podcast. Oh, right no. Now. All right, let's bring it back. Um... <laughs> no,
2: no. <laughs> quit. I dare you. You don't want to push me, Sean.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. I don't want to push you because I don't want to touch you because you're so gross.
2: No, you don't want to push me because people under five eight are unstable. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> and we are ready to snap at any moment. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, so the next bit of news, which actually ties into our Star Wars discussion, I kind of want to bring it up then. John Boyega is going to be working on a bunch of non-English films with Netflix that focus on Eastern and Western Africa. Mm. So it's all like none of it's going to be English. I assume there will be subtitles to kind of show it off, but it's really. It, I I think it's going to be really cool.
1: Does John Boyega is he from some of the places? Does he know? I don't. Languages?
0: I don't know what his connection oh, to I'm it sure he's is. British. Yeah, I think it's just that like probably he has like family history connecting to it, but I don't want to assume, and I shouldn't be assuming. I I don't know. I just saw it in the news, and I thought like this is this could be a really cool step to kind of focus on some areas that might not have as much media spotlight. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Uh, next bit of news, Lost in Space has been renewed for its third and final season. I'm
3: familiar.
0: Um, it, it's, it's a weird show. I watched only the second season of it with my parents, and I didn't even finish it because I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, like, if you like space-type shows, it's basically they, they're supposed to go to this, uh, I think, space station, and they get lost along the way, hence Lost in Space. But it follows, like, a I family yeah me either uh it follows like a family they each have like the unique dynamics where it's like the middle sister who isn't liked very much and like kind of stands out and the youngest one who's super smart and then like the oldest one who knows everything that's going on it's just it's it feels very cliche but also they're in space with robots and aliens and shit
1: there is actually a robot in this room right now oh my wait where when did this robot get here uh, what do you mean? I've been here the whole time. Guys, why are you looking at me like I'm insane? Uh, it, are you not surprised by this robot? Hey, Mr. Robot, how you doing? Hello, Samson. I am doing fine. Wow. But I am going to leave now. Oh, bye, Mr. Robot. Goodbye.
0: I was really hoping you would do like a Rami Malek impression when,
1: uh, when he said that. I'm fully unsure of how to do a Rami Malek <laughs> <laughs> impression. Oh, look. There's an anthropomorphic banana just walked into the room. Why? Oh my god, Samson, did you tell him to come here? <laughs> yes, I'm Samson's friend, uh, Bartholomew Baxter Banana.
0: The only one he has, his only friend. Yes. Yeah. How's it going, Triple B? Oh,
1: I'm doing peachy. <laughs> you were in a
2: pretty dark place last time we talked. Oh, <laughs> Triple B. yep.
1: The divorce is really taking its toll.
2: <laughs> triple B, I'm sorry. The she, got, she got full custody uh, rights. Triple B, it's because, you, I don't know, Triple B. Oh, are you going to bring up my drinking, I Samson? I going to bring uh, up your drinking, boy. Triple B.
1: I'm leaving, I'm upset. Triple B, I'm
2: just trying to help you. <laughs> oh, he's gone.
0: Oh. I think all of us are drinking at this point. Uh, let's pour one out. For Mister Triple B and his family issues. His wife's really nice, though. I've oh, met I'm her. sure I mean, she is. She,
1: she deserves the kids. Okay,
0: that's uh, good to hear.
1: Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she'll be good. They'll do better <laughs> without him. I know he's your friend, Samson. <laughs> they, should, <laughs> they should have, have had
2: Bartholomew instead of Adam Driver in in uh, mm-hmm. marriage story.
1: It would have been less likable. <laughs>
0: Anyways, my final bit of news because there wasn't much this week. It's mostly just things being canceled and <laughs> delayed because of Corona. But um, Tron, which was going to have a TV series, uh, was in development. Will no longer be on development. Uh, the Twelve Years of Slave writer John Ridley was supposedly worked on working on it. It was going to go on Disney, and now it's completely scrapped. Hmm. So
1: that's fair. Tron Legacy was bad.
0: Yeah, uh, but the thing is, people don't know where this TV show is going to go. It was either going to be like. Super into the movies, super not connecting it, super based on the TV show. I don't know enough about Tron, but I like 12 Years a Slave. I like the writer of it, so it's kind of disappointing. Actually, wait, I do have one more bit of news. I didn't even see this. Community, the TV show. It's coming to Netflix. Oh,
1: yeah. I might actually watch the whole really? thing. Already. Yeah. I never watched,
2: like, the last see- to like season or two after uh, Pierce left.
1: Similarly, I've only watched, like, Bits and Pieces. Because uh, so, really. it wasn't one of the... <sighs> When did it come out?
0: It came out like to early 2000s.
1: Yeah, and it, it just wasn't one of those shows that my family would regularly watch and so a lot of like those sitcomy like the reason I watched uh, like Parks and Rec in the Office is cuz my, you know, my whole family would watch them together for the most part. That just never really happened with Community. I don't really know why, but I'm yeah. excited cuz I am excited because i have liked what I've seen of it.
0: The first three seasons of it are incredible. It's once they started having issues with like Dan Harmon and all the other like people working on it. Um, Yeah, no, it's his show that he created. It's it's amazing. I think my favorite episode might be like the chaos remix uh, like episode where basically they roll a die and it comes up with seven different timelines and (laughs) every single timeline gets reenacted in there. It's like so that's an example of a bottleneck episode, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's basically when a season is running short on a budget, they will actually do an entire episode trapped in a single location. So they'll limit how many characters are there, but they will also make sure that they're trying to constrain to the budget needs that they need for either later in the season or earlier in the season. So if you ever watch a show where characters are trapped in a single location and the entire plot takes place, like if they're in space and they're going to lose air in X amount of time that's an example of a bottleneck episode. So
1: Lost was just a bottleneck show. Oh, we're no. stuck on this island. We can't get <laughs> off this island. Yeah, okay, so I see you cutting
0: corners. No, no, it would be... Uh, I'm trying to think no, of another worry, example.
1: I feel like, actually, I was
2: I was watching the new season of It's Always Sunny, and It's Always Sunny does a lot of bottleneck episodes. Yes. Especially yeah. where, like, they're trapped in a room with, like, someone who doesn't know them, like a lawyer or... Um, Uh, an executive that's doing like a test group for a movie in the new season so yeah so
0: i will say the one thing you have to keep in mind with a bottleneck episode because specifically for that one it all takes place in a single apartment and nothing happens outside of that apartment so all the different scenes are in the different rooms and they never go beyond that you never see anything but the apartment so when you're looking for bottleneck episodes you have to keep in mind how often are they seeing new characters how often are they seeing new locations like in that one specifically because i just watched it they go into a movie theater into a new room and have an entirely different actress with them and then go back and forth so it has the potential it might be a bottleneck episode but they might have spent a bit to be in the theater
2: mm, that's true
0: so it, it depends i'm trying to like if i think of more You're examples wrong. of bottleneck episodes i'll let you know because i actually i took a tv class and the whole like we had an entire week dedicated to it so it's really cool to try and pick them out I think there's a Star Trek episode where they're all trapped in the uh, command deck of the Enterprise and they can't go anywhere but there. That's an example of a bottleneck episode. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think Community is one of the best shows I've seen in recent times just because it's so funny. Like the first three seasons are so witty and clever and out there and it's like, it feels like college, but it's not. It, it's, so, it's just so well done. Well. And Donald Glover and uh, Danny... Uh, Danny Pudi. Wait, who's yeah. Donald Glover? Donald Glover Childish Gambino. What do you mean? The, they're, they're two people who are the same. Like twins? No, no, it's the same person, but he's two people.
2: Yeah, it's like Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Does he have split personality?
0: No, oh, well, I, I actually can't say for sure. I don't know him.
1: Wait, so he puts on a costume and then he becomes Donald Glover?
0: No, 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 he is Donald Glover. But then he's he, Childish Gambino. He sings as Childish Gambino. It's like Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus nah so billy ray cyrus is his dad occasionally he might have daddy issues so i don't know how good the family dynamic is there oh okay yeah. i think
1: i understand now
0: yeah um <laughs> he, i actually i saw a childish Gambino live that was really? one of the coolest concerts awesome. yeah it was in a uh, td garden and uh he plays like a bunch of songs he plays some new ones that hadn't come out yet and we're all like oh this is amazing like woo and then he leaves like halfway through this is america And everyone's just kind of like, encore. Like, you know how you cheer for an encore. And because there were so many people in the garden and so many people shouting loudly, it sounded like a singular pitch. Like, the entire garden was echoing at a singular pitch, and I never heard a sound like that before in my life.
1: Can I take a guess at what it was? Yes. Ah! No,
0: it was just like an echoing in the ears. All right, let's try
1: again oh there you go you oh, got I it got
0: it yeah yeah uh but that's all i got for news this week uh there wasn't much we're gonna try and keep you up date on whatever comes out that isn't super sad and depressing so uh let's move on from there what have you boys been watching
1: uh technically last night samson and i with some other people watched cats i'm gonna be real i don't remember very much of it <laughs> it's up there with um uh, God, what was the last X-Men movie? Phoenix? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. It's up there with Dark Phoenix in terms of... Oh, my goodness, excuse me. We can cut that if that's too gross. Uh, it's... Uh, cats is up there with Dark Phoenix for me in terms of a movie that, like... Actually, I saw it with the exact same group of people, but movies that I wasn't really paying that much attention to, and I also had a... Potentially a bit too much to drink, so I get flashes of cats, like, lurching around and going, Meow! And... Uh,
0: we, we've, yeah, what was bad though. we've talked a lot about cats, so it's we probably shouldn't dive into too much, but,
1: yeah. but let's talk for at
2: least another five minutes about cats. No,
0: I can't talk more about cats. We've talked Wait. about it so much.
2: There's someone at the door. Come on, oh God. <laughs> is it Rumtum Tugger? I don't want any milk. Oh, no. Rumtum Tugger, I'm sorry they CGI'd out
1: your bulge. It's okay, Jason Derulo. Oh, Rumtum Tugger. Bye. Uh, oh, bye. Wait, guys, I stepped out of the room for a second. <laughs> uh, what happened? I thought I heard someone go, uh, Jason Derulo. Oh boy. Yeah, Rumtum Tugger was here. What? Rumtum Tugger was yeah. here. Yeah. And I, you, you guys didn't call me back. <laughs>
2: Sorry, man.
0: I'm sorry. Oh,
1: my God. You made me sit here through Bartholomew Banana, <laughs> but you, you didn't call me back for Rumtum Tugger.
0: I can't. I can't. All right. <laughs> what else have you been watching? All right.
2: Everybody go around and name your favorite cat from Cats real quick.
1: Uh, Mr. Basopheles. Ooh. I haven't seen it. And Danny's his old dude. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, Danny's his old dude. Uh, my is Shimbleshanks the Railway Cat. Yeah, his red suspenders were great, and his 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 bright red <laughs> pants and his Sh- red hat. No shirt, just suspenders and, and pants. Um, mm. Oh, but in terms of things I've actually been watching, that's a hard cut away from cats too much. But <laughs> no, I,
0: no, let's hard cut away I from finished,
1: cats. Uh, season three of Castlevania. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. I think it has some really tight dialogue. The, the, sometimes the acting, the, uh, the voice acting sounds a little bit funky to me, but also I appreciate that they're, it seems like they're going with, you know, less famous voice actors and voice actors who perhaps are, are close to like the, the actual background of the characters that they're choosing, which I really appreciate because it's, it's very easy and a lot of times in a animated you know, shows to just get someone who can do a voice well enough and then just ship it off. So I appreciate that I think that they're perhaps choosing some less experienced voice actors and getting more people into the, uh, and you know, this is all uh, just guesses on my part, but it does seem like they're giving some maybe new or newer voice actors a chance, which I really appreciate. And it has some good action. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of the Castlevania series on Netflix. I would recommend it. It's, um, yeah, it's good. I think I talked about it a little bit last time as well. But yeah, season three, super solid ending, I think, and sets up for a lot more. In the series, it, it, it's very open-ended at the end, and it seems like they could have at least two more seasons of content.
0: That's cool. Samson, did you finish it? Because I know you were also watching it. No, I watched like, like another hour. episode. Okay.
2: Yeah, um, but I'm really liking it, and now I have two weeks off from work, so I, I have time to watch it now. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'll probably finish that by next week. Uh, I've been watching a lot of stand-up. Uh, I watched... Uh, this week. Oh wait, you you were you were still going, right? No, I'm all set. That was it. Yeah. yeah. All right. yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of stand up instead this week. Uh, I watched Michelle Wolf. I've been watching some Michelle Wolf, who's really good. Um, she's really interesting and. Uh, I, I think she's only been doing stand-up since, like, 2011. But, like, she did the correspondence dinner, like, a year or, uh, or two ago. She's also
0: on The Daily Show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't th- know if she's still on. She was, though. That's where yeah, she got her she start. Yeah, Yeah.
2: And she also was a joke writer for Seth Meyers. <laughs> um, I like Seth Meyers. But, like, she's really funny, and she's really just, like, really sharp. And I really like her stuff. Um, I've also been, like, I started Oh, Hello on Broadway. I've yes. Some, uh, John Mulaney. Um, that's really good. Um, that's definitely worth checking out. I really enjoy pretty much everything John Mulaney does.
0: Um, it's an incredible like special. I-, I don't know if you've ever seen Oh Hello on Broadway. I have
1: not,
2: no.
0: It is one of the things I really highly recommend. It's Nick Kroll and John Mulaney play a bunch of like old New York Jews just like living their day-to-day life. Well, I
1: love both Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. It's
0: so funny. I- I've seen the special like four or five times. It's Incredible Um,
1: I also
2: haven't watched it yet because it just got released But um, Mark Maron who's one of my favorite stand-up comedians has a new special out Um, I saw him on this tour that this video uh, this specials from so um, I can say that it's really really good stuff. Um, It's really funny. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the special yet Um, But I highly recommend checking it out. Um, It's imagine um, more Hippie esque Louis C.K. who's also not a monster, um, and that's what Mark Maron is. He's really good. Um, check it out.
0: Yeah, I like Mark Maron in Glow. Glow is a pretty yeah. good show. I enjoyed it a lot, um, and he he was probably the reason why I enjoyed it so much. Um, this week, I actually checked out Samson's recommendation from last week, Crashing. Uh, I wound up watching the all three seasons in like three days. It was so good. Like I really really liked it. The one issue I will say is the first season is very slow. So you got to stick with it because it's super tough to tell whether or not um, Pete Holmes is genuinely being bad as a standup writer and just as a person or whether or not he's purposely acting that way. Because his stand up is only like slightly above his acting in the first season. It gets much better as time goes on. So I really had a hard time telling if it, the show itself was just written kind of meh for his character, but great for everyone else. Or if he was purposely... Sandbagging himself and his acting because it made more sense with the character, in which case I would enjoy it a lot more knowing that. But otherwise, I really enjoyed the show. Like, that was a great recommendation. It was a very, like, great love letter to stand up comedians yeah. and stand up comedy as a whole. I think the Sarah Silverman episode might have been my favorite one. Yeah, um just where he's like crashing is it, on her couch is it on again? it's on hbo so the whole oh, thing just is like
1: crashing on her couch
0: yeah so hbo's uh, like it, it, the, the whole thing is that pete holmes is uh going through a divorce and he's starting up his career like really trying to start up his career as a stand-up comedian he keeps meeting all these really famous comedians and crashing on their couches uh, yeah crashing exactly yeah. Um, but he just keeps going from like place to place, meeting comedian to comedian, kind of expanding his network and l- slowly getting better at stand-up comedy. So it, it was it was really good. I really appreciated the recommendation and I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Hell yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah.
0: Um. So I would also recommend it. I think it's a really funny show, but you got to stick with the fact that Pete Holmes really sandbags in the first season. If you're willing to look past that and stick with everything else the show has to give, I'd, I'd say watch it.
2: See, I would actually disagree. I don't think that the first season is that bad i i also think like potentially i might have overlooked things but uh because i was so blown away away by some of the cameos they have in the first season
0: yeah um but yeah um <laughs> well it wasn't that the first season was bad i thought the first season was good i thought his performance in the first season was bad
2: yeah okay okay that's that's fair i mean i yeah i don't know if i i just really like him and he's just like very charismatic and yeah i might have not been looking at it as critically.
0: Um. Yeah, my, my major complaint just came from the fact I was worried that it wouldn't get better from his side, and the reason I was liking so many of the episodes was because of the comics who were coming in. Yeah. So I was afraid that he wasn't able to carry the show when the other actors were there. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. My
1: guess, I, they probably did sandbag him if the whole point is that he's like, I'm on the up and up. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched yeah. it, but I would just, it would make sense to me that they would do that.
0: Yeah. You know? In which case, let, then it's phenomenal. Yeah. Then I think it's... Even better than I was imagining. Yeah.
2: And, and something, too, to elaborate on that is, like, I will admit the character... His character's pretty one-dimensional, I feel like, for the first season. He's very driven by, like, two things, which are, like, trying to, like, figure out how to, like, reconcile things with his wife. And watching cats. And, yeah, and watching cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and um the other thing is, like, just trying to make his career take off. So, like, those are the two... Only issues he really deals with at all in the entire first season, and then he's like, it becomes more complex. I feel like in the next season.
0: Or yeah, two. definitely. I'd say the second and third seasons I enjoyed a lot more than the first. Yeah. So it's a shame that the show is not going on anymore.
2: I know, I know. It makes me sad.
0: I like. I would have. I would have definitely watched more if it was available. But it oh, got canceled it got after the third. Yeah. Oh snap. Yeah, I actually started like checking out some of the comedians who were on there, like Jabuki, Young Smith, or yeah. I don't remember Young White. I <laughs> think. Right, nice yeah. Idea. Yeah, he, he actually does uh, correspondence for uh, Daily Show right That's now. That's certainly what it was then. Yeah. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Jamie Lee, who who played Allie in the show. Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis? No, not Jamie Lee
1: Curtis. <laughs> I can't believe Jamie Lee Curtis was on it.
0: Honestly, if she had a stand-up special, I would watch Jamie Lee Curtis's. I
1: probably would too.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the other things I've been watching, I watched It's Always Sunny, the fourth uh, the 14th season. Ooh, okay, I need to It episode. was clever, but not great. I, I think earlier seasons are better.
2: Yeah, I'm three episodes in, and I'm a little disappointed
0: it's good like you can tell they're trying new things which i really appreciate i think enough shows or more shows that run that length need to try and step out of their comfort zone and that definitely feels like what they were doing with this season and you can tell there are certain episodes that stand up above the rest like the gang texts too much you haven't gone to that one no i really enjoyed it i think uh the gang waits for big mo was a really really good one i also think the second episode i forget what the name of it is was really really good
2: Oh really so, so um that was the Thundergun Express.
0: Yeah, before. I thought the Thundergun Express one was good. See? Oh I've seen that one. Me
2: me and uh me and uh my friend watched it actually and we were saying how that's that's probably the weakest episode <laughs> oh, of the 3 one. we watched. Really? Uh, Thundergun Express 4 when they're in the When they're the group. test the t- yeah, 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 they're the uh, test they're yeah. the focus group
3: for the yeah. Uh, yeah. movie. Um, yeah. Then that's
1: like I think I've only seen the first two. Was the first one where they got new they like got they they each put out like it made an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. I
2: thought the I thought the Airbnb episode was really good. Really I liked it a lot. So it now was funny about yeah, it. I definitely liked both of the
1: episodes I've seen so far.
2: Like
0: they're trying a new format and they're definitely branching out and it, it's good for them. I, I think it's always sunny can get very stale if they keep following the same format. Yeah. yeah. So I like I liked it's I like the season overall. I think it's worth checking out and you can come up with your own opinions about it, but I think definitely watch it. Like it's always sunny has been very consistently good mm-hmm. for me.
2: Yeah, um, the, I think my complaint with it would be more that there, I, and I want to talk this out because like I'm not sure like yeah. where the difference is coming from. It seems like it's uh, much less like concept and scene based, and is much more based around like like almost improvised dialogue. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Which gives some weird tones. Like I really miss it. Like when it was just like back to back to back, like more like gags that are based on like events and actions versus like the, the dialogue based interactions. Yeah.
0: Oh, the other episode I really, really enjoyed. Totally forgot about this. It's the one where Charlie plays like a noir janitor. I haven't seen that. Yeah, long. it's basically like a it's a noir movie, but he's playing as the janitor, so he cleans up messes and shit. That was really funny. That's no, awesome. I agree with you. It seems like they had the concept and they kind of just said let's figure out where it goes. Mm-hmm. My belief is that due to filming constraints with other things, that's why it happened. Yeah. So you have uh, Glenn Howerton who's working on AP bio, and I think he's working on another thing. It might have been, but I think at the time of them doing this it was still going on. And then you have uh, Rob uh, McElhenney, who's working on Mythic Quest with, um, I forget Uh, who else. No, not no, any, no. Uh, yeah. I know. What you're Are
2: you even Charlie Day doing that? Yeah. Today, I right? think the two of them were doing it together. I thought of Harmon Quest, which is
0: obviously. <laughs> no, Mythic Quest, uh, Raven's Banquet. I talked about it briefly. It's the, uh, it's like a, not a spinoff. It, it's just Rob McElhenney's other show that he's been working on. Yeah. Um, it was on the Apple TV streaming service. I think it's
1: interesting that it took all of them like this long to get their own like stuff.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. D too. She's also, she had her own show for a brief bit where she was like a babysitter taking care of a bunch of kids i don't remember what that was i feel like yeah that was called the mick the mick that's what it was
1: i guess maybe now it's because like it had those peak seasons in the middle which is when most shows tend Mm -hmm. to have their peak seasons and then maybe that's when because i mean there were people who were fans of it before that obviously but maybe it's because they rose to popularity in those middle seasons and then People started taking notice, like producers, I guess, and executives started taking notice and then tried to get them onto their own programs, which then led to maybe a quality dip. Yeah. And so maybe that's where we are now, which is not like not a bad thing necessarily, because I think it's good to give actors like this a chance to branch out.
0: Yeah. Uh, last thing, I also think uh, top three episodes for me are The Nightman Cometh, um, the episode where they're at the water park, and then also the episode where that at the ski resort. I think those are my three
2: resort episodes weird, but it's really good. It's
0: if you've ever seen an 80s ski resort movie, that's exactly what it is.
2: I I love Frank's little beauties.
0: That one's good. too. I I really like cringe humor if we haven't. Oh, (laughs) no.
2: This yet. But
0: yeah. Hold up. Let me replace it. Not the ski resort one. Charlie work. Charlie work where they do the one take of him in the bar. That is a good one. That one is phenomenal. Yeah, Um, last few things I've been watching. I started picking back up Runaways season three. I gave up on it after like two episodes. It's starting to at the fifth episode of the third season and it's done at the end of the third. Starting to go back to more comic based and it feels like the comic book now, which is a shame because they're essentially done at this point. So I wouldn't really recommend Runaways unless you love the comics, in which case check it out. But Runaways is fine at this point. Uh, I saw Frozen 2. was all right
1: into the unknown
0: yeah um but yeah that's that's all i've been watching this week so i think we're going to do a very quick cut as we bring in our guests for why should i care and we will be right back so uh i am pleased to introduce our special guest for this week's of why should you care and this is caroline Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. So Caroline is one of Sean's roommates. Uh, And I actually I met her freshman year as well with Sean and we all used to hang out a bunch. It was super fun. But uh, yeah, so we are going to be playing Why Should I Care? Which if you don't know, essentially you have to create an elevator pitch for a show, movie, TV show, podcast, like anything you've been checking out, watching or interested in and convince the rest of us in that minute why we should also check it out. The twist is, if one of us has seen this thing or, like, wants to talk about it, they can use their minute to convince the others that they shouldn't check it out at all.
1: Uh, that part has yet to happen yet. I'm it
0: has not happened it. yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Caroline, would you like to take it away?
3: Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, hold
0: up. We Sean's going to do the timing because yeah. oh, I've been getting sense. paranoid with time, so I'm not going to time anymore.
3: Yeah. All
1: right. I'll give you a... Uh, Three, countdown countdown like three two one go okay. and then i will give you a 10 second warning all right all right three two one go
3: so i'm going to talk about animal crossing because it comes out what friday it's the 20th correct yeah. are you guys allowed to talk during this or is it just yeah for a minute? yeah we okay. can say stuff so. um and now that we're all going to be in our rooms alone being sad this game is something that can make us a little bit less sad um also i don't like playing video games that stress me out in which I lose most of the time, so I can't really lose in Animal Crossing. Um, So for that reason, everyone should go by Animal Crossing. You have 30 more seconds. I have 30 more seconds. Okay. Played it on the GameCube. Uh, Great time.
0: What kind of game is it?
3: I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to describe video games even a little bit. Best player.
0: Hottest character
3: Hottest character, Tom Nook, obviously. obviously. (laughs) Um run around, go collect some bells, don't get stung by bees, build a little tent, make some friends, not too many. Done. All right. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll end it there. All
3: All right.
0: All right, so my question is for you guys. Would you check out Animal Crossing? Oh hell yeah.
1: uh, if I had a Switch, maybe, but I don't, so I probably won't.
0: I already pre-ordered this game. I am so fucking excited to play. We'll have to play together and online at some it, point. It really
1: comes out the 20th? Yeah,
0: yeah, it comes out the 20th. Oh, I thought it was the 30th. That's no. that the great news. No, I am so excited to play this game. Like... Animal Crossing was the game of my childhood. Mm-hmm, so same. it's going to be great. I'm
1: definitely going to watch Caroline play. Undoubtedly uh, in the living room.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah. So we're going to do our recommendations and you can also chime in as to whether or not you would check them out. But who would like to go next?
1: I have one. I'm just not at a mic right
0: now. Uh, then I can go. I can go with mine if that would make it easier or Samson can go. It's up to you. Uh, I going
1: to move so that I Oh,
0: okay. That that's fine too. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. <clears throat> Okay, does somebody want to get the time for me?
0: I suppose I can be the time master. I don't know. Uh...
1: No, Caroline, don't move. We want we want to hear... Sam's yeah, your opinions are, the, are the ones we the care about right
0: yeah. now. All All right. Right. You are the guest star. The All right, three, two, one.
1: All right, so today I'm on here to actually convince you to do something real. Uh, today I'm talking about the board game Secret Hitler. Now, if you've ever played Mafia or Werewolves, Uh, This game is very similar to those. Everybody gets a a role randomly. Uh, You're either liberal or fascist, and one of the fascists is Hitler. Hitler's goal is to become chancellor, and the liberal's goal is to root out Hitler and either kill him or pass enough liberal policies that Hitler cannot become chancellor. It's a great game of social deduction. You can play with, I think, three to eight people. No, it has to be... I think it's also four to ten. doesn't really matter, but it's for large groups of people. It also has, if you buy it, Um, and don't like perhaps play an online version. It comes with a fantastic like board and like these wooden placards to say who's the president and who's the chancellor. 10 seconds. And overall, it's just a really well-designed game. And I believe it's also like a smaller indie game developer. So support the small people, you know?
0: And time. Excellent. All right. So, uh, where are we lying on would you play Secret Hitler? Caroline.
3: I'll be honest. um, That was very confusing to me. However, the name is enticing, so I would consider.
0: Okay. Uh, Samson, where would you lie on would you play Secret Hitler? I'll play it. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got. So I'm actually going to use my minute to try and convince you not to play Secret Hitler because we haven't done this yet, and I think it'd be a fun challenge. So Sean's looking very disappointed at that. I'm
1: holding a knife, let's (laughs) clarify.
0: He is holding a knife. knife. Yeah, no, I, like, we haven't done this yet, so I'm really interested if I can try and convince people not to play. Have Secret Yeah, I've played Secret Hitler Hitler a lot. Um, Does anyone want to do the time for me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll do the time.
0: Sean wants to do the time even though he's mad at me. (laughs) Let's
1: see. Uh, I don't have it ready. All right. Same deal. Three, two, one, go. Let me
0: ask you something. Are you looking for a game to tear your social group apart? Are you looking for a game to turn on your friends and make each other feel really, really stressed out and really, really angry at each other? Welcome to Secret Hitler, the game where you have to pretend that you are a fascist, which might be the worst thing you can be right now, and make everyone else believe you are not. It's a game of lying. It's a game of deceit. It's a game of deception. You are trying to make everyone else feel as if you are telling the truth and they should believe you. Basically what I'm saying is if you've ever played a game where you're going to yell at your friends. this is the game for it so if you're looking to not have arguments and you're looking to try and stay away from that kind of frame of mind and just kind of get along peacefully with your friends and your roommates and whoever else you're dealing with stay away from secret hitler there are much better games you can do cooperative games sort of games that allow you to work together and really emphasize your friendship why turn on each other because none of us are hitler that's all i got
1: (laughs) uh, I think you did a better job of convincing people to play this than I did. Oh
0: no. Yeah. Uh Samson, would you check it out?
2: Yeah, I rush head on into conflict, so I, I would like that. <laughs> Damn it. Caroline.
3: I only enjoy Sean's company when we're arguing, so yes. <laughs> uh,
0: Damn it. Oh man, <laughs> I, I thought I had a pretty good pitch against it, but I guess I was pitching more for it.
3: <laughs> um Alright,
0: cool. Well, I guess that I guess I lost that. <laughs> Uh, Samson, you're up. What, what are we checking out this week? Alright, are we ready?
1: Oh, yeah, timer. Uh, yes. In three, two, one, go.
2: Alright, I'm gonna sell y'all on Jaboy Jesus Christ. He died <laughs> for our sins. He was really cool. Could turn water into wine. Hot body. I'm like, not to be weird, okay, but like, we have to talk about this. Have you ever seen a crucifix? Probably, right? Have you ever s- not seen... Muscly, slim, muscled Jesus. Mm. Mm. Like I, I'm gonna say, like I'm pretty secure in in my sexuality. I am not attracted to men, but there is something sometimes when I see slim, muscled Jesus that makes me that makes me feel good. You know, like I don't know. I, and he's cool. He did good things for people. He healed the sick. He brought that guy back from the dead. He um he wore sandals. and he was middle eastern uh so good for him oh he was also
0: jewish and that's also cool
1: good for him i'll let the time go
0: so i have a question i have a question are you pitching us on the concept of jesus in our life or are you pitching us to just look at a crucifix of jesus
2: i'm trying to get you to accept him as your lord and savior
0: as my lord and savior Okay. Danny,
2: I know you're Jewish, but I was hoping in this one minute that I could convert you to Christianity.
0: <laughs> All right. In terms of co- convincing me to become a Christian, you failed at that. In terms of me just accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to have to say no just on my personal beliefs. I mean, like, it's not that I'm an atheist. I believe there's like a God up there, but I'm not going to follow under Jesus Christ. Do I believe he was Jewish and had a part in Christianity and Judaism? Yes, but I don't think i would accept him as my lord and savior i am so sorry
2: he's the hottest
0: god that that may be true but i also think apollo is pretty hot
3: yeah i think hot yes uh did you convert me no however (laughs) cool guy yeah
0: no i think we can agree he's a cool guy
1: um you know i i have to kind of similar thing here i am a godless heathen i believe in only the void of death and space However, is Jesus hot? Yeah, you got me there. Would would I give him a handshake? Would I? Would I actually no? Would I? No, because yeah, the, this was a tip from earlier. Time. He's he, gonna he, to turn he, the
0: water in your body into wine. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> <laughs> and that actually sounds kind of like a party if you catch on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I I I'd let Jesus turn my water into. Sean,
0: wine. Sean dies within half a second of. <laughs> Yeah, but that half a second is going to be prime real estate. That half a
1: second is bliss. Yeah.
0: Okay, so would you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?
1: Uh, As a Unitarian Universalist, I believe in the safe and meaningful uh, search for – safe and responsible search for meaning. And Samson seems very responsible. So, yes, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Hell yeah.
0: Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, So that has been this week of Why Should I Care? Uh, Caroline – or Sean, have you gone yet? I didn't go. Yeah, you did go. Okay. Hitler, then you tried oh to go my against God. Me it was you actually <laughs> wow.
3: did a
1: better job of
0: pitching. You're right. Yeah, I do drinking, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's it for the Born Bradley podcast that's and why should I care? Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Caroline, do you have any shout outs you would like to give? Because we usually give shoutouts at the end of our episode to anyone, anything Absolutely. Well any uh,
3: Animal Crossing is coming out next week. Go check that out. My boyfriend's in the other room. Hello. I love you. That's it. That's all I got. That's
0: all she got.
2: I <laughs> That's love all I it. Got. <laughs> Samson,
0: what do you got for shout outs this okay. week?
2: Okay. I'm gonna trade in my shout-out for a question, real quick, lightning round. Uh choose one cartoon children's fictional character that you would beat to death with nothing but your knuckles. Go.
1: Oh, you're pointing at me <laughs> right immediately. Um, uh, uh, I didn't even, could you repeat the question? I got it, I, I got it. Okay. Dill Pickle,
0: but the one in Rugrats and not in All Grown Up. I think he got better in All Grown Up, but not in Rugrats. Okay, so Danny's going to
2: chose a baby. <laughs> Danny chose a baby, okay. Uh, what about you, Sean? Steven Universe.
1: Whoa, hold up, hold up, yep. hold up. Yep, I've had enough of Steven and his hair. I'm so mad at you right now that I just watched oh, more. Danny, let's remember that you declared war on me. You were like, Secret Hitler's a bad game. I know. Steven Universe, dead by my hands. That's gonna be the season finale real-life Sean enters the universe and beats him to death, and then the gems go, like, zap, zap, and then they don't do anything because I'm real and they're not. Let me just say... Anyway, Samson, it's on the... I I
0: would choose... Oh, no,
2: go ahead. I was just
0: going to say, I like Secret Hitler. I just thought it would be a fun challenge. Also, Steven Universe is one of my favorite shows. I just watched the most two recent episodes. He's so close to going to therapy. Steven, go to therapy. Happy
1: birthday, Danny. Instead of therapy, he's going to get curb-stomped by me and left on the streets. All
2: right, and I'm going to choose Caillou. But I'm gonna choose an adult Caillou. An adult, because I don't Caillou? want to beat a child like Danny does. I also apparently. am choosing
1: a child, to be fair.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Samson, I mean, he's like older though. Samson, I, you're I kind would of choose...
1: the odd one out here.
2: What? Why yeah, you're not choosing, choosing a, child? a child.
0: Choose, choose, child, Caillou.
1: I'm I,
2: no, no, no. no. I, I
0: work with young children. I can't.
2: I can't say I want to hurt Caillou as a child. He needs to be at least 18.
0: Sean, do you have any? Do you have any shoutouts for this week? Um,
1: you know, I normally I think about this a little bit more. Uh, this week my shout-out will be to, you know, just the concept of the void. Good, I did want that to be followed by the void of silence. <laughs> hey, and also to uh, Bartholomew, Baxter, Banana. Uh, you're going through a real hard time right now, buddy. He's not going to be coming back to clarify. We locked the doors. Um, Samson is currently... That is definitely going to be a sound. <laughs>
0: we'll
1: have to see what that sounds like, but Samson, on to you.
0: My shout-out is going to go... <laughs> it's not Samson. I haven't gone yet. Um, My shout-out is going to go to two things. One, the anime Fire Force. I've been trying to pitch it for, like, five weeks. I
1: changed my name. I'm beating to death the main character of Fire Force. <laughs>
0: I think it was a good anime, so shout out to you. Let's see how the second season goes. And shout out to Four Loco Seltzer. You know what? You made a pretty damn good seltzer. Oh, so tasty. <laughs> you think it's so tasty? It's become an ASMR podcast. We're doing ASMR on the Board of Browsing podcast. We very well might have to cut this part. <laughs>
1: That's going to peak
2: the audio.
0: And cut. Thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you all next time.
1: Oh, Banana Baxter's back!